listening to Personal Branding with Lynn, a podcast for entrepreneurs and creatives. You are on a mission to create your life's work and legacy, but are struggling to break through the noise to reach your ideal clients. Well, that's where personal branding comes in. I'll help you grow your business using marketing that feels as natural as a conversation. Who am I? I'm Lynn Morton, and I have managed the brands of Fortune 500s, nonprofits, and startups. And now I'm ready to pour all that I've learned over my career into helping you build your personal brand. In fact, we'll work on it together. Let's get started. Well, hey there again, and welcome from my self-isolation chamber during this coronavirus crisis. How are you doing through this craziness that we are going through right now? I'm hoping that you are well and safe and that you and your loved ones are finding ways to survive and thrive during this new normal. This is this is something like we've never seen before, and so... Wow, we are having to really find new ways to do just about everything. Well, I wanted to come and share some thoughts with you today. We are, you know, it's a little head spinning how quickly everything has progressed in the last couple of weeks. And in all this madness, we as entrepreneurs and creatives still have opportunity there for us to continue our crafts and and to continue building our personal brand. But there's also some risk. And of course, the decisions we make today will impact how we're going to be perceived tomorrow. So I'd like to talk about some of these issues as we continue building our personal brands and communicating with our communities. Now, a lot of this came to me after witnessing an incident with one of my friends, and I'll tell you all about it next. A friend of mine, we'll call her Jane, recently recounted a story to me of her interaction with the owner of a professional development membership group she is in. She pays, I think, 35 bucks a month to be in this group, and it's around a single topic that they're all learning about. Well, in their member member Facebook group, Jane posted a question asking if there would be any help with their membership fees for people who were experiencing financial strain due to the coronavirus and the business environment that resulted from it. And then soon after that, other members started chiming in on her same post, asking the same thing, said they were saying that they were also feeling stressed about it. And so Jane felt reassured that she wasn't alone in worrying about her ability to continue the membership. She was surprised by what happened next, however. The owner of the group just deleted Jane's post and sent her a direct message that if she had any questions, she should email customer support. And that was that. Well, the interaction soured Jane on her membership. She said to me, I look at her very different now. When I when I signed up, she's talked, she sold us on this story of how she was once um, broke and bankrupt and found her way back and, and you know, and, and leads prayer groups and does all this stuff. And now she it just feels very different. 
Jane was still bristling about the experience. Well, maybe she couldn't afford to cut her prices. I tried to play devil's advocate. Maybe she was also feeling unsure about her business. She might be thinking that if she's continuing to provide full services for her members, it's only fair that she should be paid. You know what? I would have accepted any of those answers, Jane said. Those are all fair and reasonable. What I didn't like was she just deleted and dismissed me. There's a lesson for us in that exchange, and it goes back to the first principles we discussed about personal branding. As entrepreneurs and creatives, we all have a personal brand, and whether we acknowledge it or not, it's there, and everything we do contributes to it or detracts from it. So, it's even more important as we try to navigate all the new normals of this global pandemic that we pay attention to that, and we pay attention to how we deliberately build our personal brand. Now, all around us, people are telling tales of selflessness and heroism, and they're also sharing experiences of pettiness and greed. And sooner or later, they're going to put you in one of those columns. And which one will it be? So at the end of this crisis, how would how will people describe your brand? Because I have a feeling that we're going to look at a lot of brands very differently at the end of this whole process and experience. More importantly, how we communicate through this crisis also continues to build our personal brand rather than destroy everything we worked so hard to create. So here are some things you should be thinking about. The first, who do you want to be? We have this new opportunity in the midst of the crisis to either further define or enhance who we'd like to be to our our audience and our customers. When everything returns to normal, how do you want people to remember your role during the times of uncertainty? Do you want them to remember you as a trusted guide, someone who provided encouragement, someone who was generous with your resources, someone who just continued business as usual? And, you know, all of these are good choices, but you just have to decide which one you want so that you can be deliberate about making it happen. So the other thing is your mindset, and that will help really begin to form the who you end up being seen as. Is your mindset fear or love, scarcity or abundance? And these are both polar opposites, and they are, you know, things we should be thinking about. I know it might seem, oh, cliche, fear versus love, scarcity versus abundance, but I think it, if the mindset you're in really affects the way you act and react to things. I think the leader of Jane's group was acting more from fear and scarcity. She was likely understandably concerned about providing for her own employees and her own family. So when her but when her actions and communications are rooted in that fear, man, it hardly leads to good interactions or positive long-term results. I always hate and think that fear-based decisions never work out in the long term. 
You know, they always, they, there's an old saying that love and fear can't coexist. So when we act out of fear, we're pushing people away. And when we act out of love, we are, are attracting them to us. What if she had said, man, I really feel for you guys. I really understand what you're going through. I'm going through it as well. I've got children, I've got employees, and, and I've got these other responsibilities as a result of this business. And honestly, I just can't afford to not, you know, continue charging. A lot of people have you know, cut their membership as a result of this. And I understand, and trust me, they have, I'll welcome them back when this is all over with open arms. But for those of you who can stay, I'm going to double down my efforts to make sure that you have all the value I can provide so that it's worth it to you. And we can ride this out together. If you can, that's great. But if not, I certainly will understand. She could have done something like that. And, you know, some people might not have liked that answer, but I think others would understand. People just want to know that you are, you know, you have some compassion and some empathy. Um, You know, as you consider your responses to questions and FAQs and everything else. It, and, and as you consider new policies or strategies that you have to take on during this time, it might be helpful to ask yourself, are they born of fear or love, scarcity or abundance? And really think about that because going back and, and finding the roots can really help you in terms of positioning them in a way that will be received well by your audience. Another, I heard, um, I was on LinkedIn and I saw a post from Robert Middleton who does action plan marketing. Um, I was in one of his marketing groups a long time ago and he had a post that said, how can you be of service? And I loved that question because I think that is a posture we can all adopt now to really help us get into that 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 mindset of abundance and mindset of generosity how can i be of service how can i help you know all around us people are hurting and there are people who are in much worse shape than us how can we help them or serve them you see you hear all these stories of people who are going above and beyond in our area there was a a a a guy who drove a school bus who continued to drive his route, but he delivered food to all the kids on his route who would normally be riding his bus. You know, little things like that. These kinds of tales of generosity and helping, boy, they really you know, burnish your reputation in a community and engender the kind of loyalty after this is all done that I think you would really benefit from on a personal branding level. So how can you be of service? How can we help or serve them? And then the next two things you can do is find the answer and act on it. Robert offers this consideration. He goes, you want to be communicating to people not to sell them, but to help them. That's uplifting both to you and to others. So yeah, there is another side benefit for you. The other thing you have to think about is now you have to, you've got to be running, you've got to be running a business for most of us. And so now you have to think about how can you reimagine your business, both in the short term and the long term. 
Now, if you remember at the root, business is about solving problems. So for your business, you have to think what new problems have been created as a result of this that I might be able to solve as part of my business model. And it's short term, meaning the problem might be just something that needs to get them through this time period or long term, meaning it might fundamentally change some of the products or services you offer for your business. What new problems can you solve? What do your customers need now that you are uniquely that you can uniquely solve and you based on either, you know, your skill set or your products or services position you uniquely to to be able to provide uh, some sort of a relief. Think about that. How can you reimagine your business? I walked around my neighborhood last week and uh, you know I, was, I wanted to do something creative so i went i walked around to a lot of the businesses that were still open and uh, interviewed the business owner business owners and wrote up a story for the local paper just you know to do something to help the local businesses in my community and i really was um encouraged by the way a lot of them started rethinking their business the mechanic started offering to go and pick up cars and bring them back to work on them. He, you know, he highlighted that he could do state inspections because the state was closed. And so he was looking at problems that he could solve that, uh, you know, could make him valuable to his customers. One of the business owners who had a restaurant, they decided to start, you know, putting together family pack meals so you can feed a family of four at a very reasonable reasonable price you just came and pick them up and and you have the full meal everything you need from from you know the starters to the salads to the mean main 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 course to the desserts all for four people at one um one reasonable cost and, and these kinds of things people were reimagining another had a had a curb introduced a new curbside pickup for people who, of course, could not come in and dine. They they would just bring it out to your car. Um, Lots of things that people are doing to reimagine the business and the products or services they offer so that they can help and provide some new solutions. So think about that. How can you reimagine your business so that you are solving problems both for the short term and the long term? And the next thing you want to do is keep communicating, especially once you figure out what those things are. Active Campaign, which is the company from whom I am, you know, purchasing my email software, um, shared these thoughts. You know, he, they said it's hard to communicate with your customers at a time like this because right now you're probably worried about your own health and the health of your loved ones. There are others of your the other areas of your business that need your immediate attention and the people in your community are focused on their own health and following their own updates on their situations and the final reason is you're just not sure what to stay what to say but still your customers need to hear from you everyone is wondering what will happen next and you can let them know by letting them know what comes next for you and your business. Now is not the time to stop talking to your customers. So with that in mind, consider these themes or messages. Empathy. 
What's your version of I feel your pain? You remember Bill Clinton was famously for saying that back in the 90s? And and it resonated then and it resonates now because people don't want to just know, you know, what you know. They want to know that you that you are in there with them. And, you know, many of the comments I got back from business owners were those of the same thing. The mechanics quote to me was tell people to go to the the bakery and go to go to the guy who is a, a restaurant. And, you know, instead of going to the supermarket where the, the shelves are bare, you know, reinvest in our local businesses here in town because it means more to them. He didn't say anything about his business. You know, it's so cool that, you know, people think we're all in this together. You know, when I I had done a video a couple, when it started a couple of weeks ago about messages to use during this coronavirus, because I just got a couple messages, but they were really just so sterile that I was man, these people... I don't know what they're saying, but the first message of empathy I got was from a company called Blueprint, and they do, they sell online cart crafting classes. And the CEO said, on behalf of all of us at Blueprint, our hearts to go out to those impacted by COVID-19. This includes not only those diagnosed with the virus, but also their families and friends whose jobs, schools, and lives have been, had, have been affected. And that was the first message of empathy I got, and it was such a breath of fresh air and such a relief. What is your version? What message of empathy can you share in a heart, really, you know, heartfelt way, one that is really um, authentic? Second, um, your business operations, what you will do differently. You, you know, people want to know how, and, and this might be helpful for you too if you're trying to coax people back into the store. One of the early messages I got from my local camera store talked about what they would do differently. He said, you know, demo cameras and rental cameras will be wiped down with isopropyl alcohol at regular intervals. We'll be cleaning all touch surfaces on a regular basis. We will follow best practices for social distancing, distancing, meaning no handshakes or close personal contact. Employees will be required to wash hands frequently and always after customer interactions. This was one of the first emails I got that actually talked about what they were doing for their own safety and ours. People want to know what you will do differently. And then in terms of business operations, how it will affect you, me, the, the, the customer, and what can I expect to see differently? So FedEx, of course, sent out uh, an email and said, you know, effectively, immediately, they won't require you to physically sign for most deliveries in the U.S. I happen to be buying a new laptop, a new MacBook Pro that I um, ordered right before everything went crazy. <laughs> and it came in during um, during, you know, the. As when the lockdown started. Now, normally, you know, when they send ship something like that, you have to sign for it. But it was interesting when I came to the door, I heard the doorbell ring and I came to the door and there was, you know, the laptop on the step and the UPS guy was in the truck and he looked, you know, waved at me and then drove off. So again, this is what we see differently as customers. They're not asking us to sign so they want to know, people want to know how you will be a good neighbor, how will you use your products, your time and resources to really um, affect them and help their community. 
And Sarah, who does a, a, an email um, um, or online business called The Joy of Marketing for Photographers, she says, look for, uh, 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 look for ways to help other small local businesses who are hurting. Support the businesses with likes, comments, shares, creative ideas, partnerships, and of course, your dollars. So, you know, another good thing to keep in mind. But we want to know how your business will business, new business operations will affect us and how we can work with you. And then four, it's always a good idea to say, here's where you can find the good information. There is so much uh, misinformation out there. It's good to know that if you can look toward an employer or a business to be a source of good information. Rutgers launched a website to help keep their students, faculty, and administration informed during the coronavirus coronavirus outbreak. Um, so the university president, he announced in, in, I got an email where he announced the launch of the site and it contains details about students studying abroad, tips for prevention and care against the virus and other information. Again, this is a good practice and a good one of your themes and messages. Here's where you find good information as it relates to our community or our industry or just in general. So why is all this important? Well, you, you have to keep, keep in, co- in contact with your, with your audiences and your customers. One, because again, everything contributes to your personal brand. And two, if you don't, as Robert Middleton reminds us, when you're out of sight, you're out of mind. If you drop off the radar, no one will be thinking about you when the pandemic ends. It will take a longer time for you to get back out there and rebuild momentum. So build your own resiliency in doing this, because if you're reaching out and communicating, you will tap into your own resilient, creative self, and it sure beats moping around and worrying. All right. So there you have it. Here's how that's how you can continue to work on your personal brand during a pandemic. Hang in there. Be well and be safe. We'll get through all this together. Well, that's it for today. I hope that was helpful for you as you try to navigate through this pandemic and still continue to build and contribute to your personal brand. I'm glad we're able to get together because this is a stressful time. And sometimes I think just getting together and talking through some of these issues that will help with our own professional development can be a good distraction and a good way to use our time productively. I can't stress enough how important it is for us to take care of ourselves and also each other. So remember that first and foremost as we go through every day and and continue through whatever this crisis will bring our way next. So be safe and be well, and I will talk with you again soon. Take care. Thanks for joining me for Personal Branding with Lynn. If you took something from today's episode that you plan to put into practice, please let me know and share it with our other listening friends. 
We'd love to encourage you and support you on your path. Leave a comment wherever you heard this or at Personal Branding with Lynn on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe at lynnmorton.com forward slash subscribe and share this episode with another entrepreneur or creative. That's it for now. Let's get together again and continue growing our personal brands. Cheers. Cheers.